Welcome to Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. I'm your host, Petya Kolibová, that love coach who helps corporate women who have been pushed down and back due to traumatic relationship or childhood trauma in their past, which has caused them to see themselves not in a bright light that makes them people please and not show up the way they know they are capable of showing up. My mission is to help women who are on the path to heal from their past wounds, move through their limiting beliefs and internal blocks so they can guide other women through online coaching, which is that deep down what they are feeling they really want to do instead of sitting in their corporate job. Each week I will be offering an interview or an idea that will support you to leave behind what isn't serving you anymore and create a life filled with freedom, abundance, and purpose. No more hiding, no more waiting. The time to take care of yourself, to uplevel your life is now. Hello, hello, beautiful souls. I am so excited about today's episode because before I hit the record button with our beautiful guest today, we already dove into talking about the acceptance and how to create abundance by being yourself. So I'm like, we're just going to start recording. So for those who don't know Gina Gomez, you're about to be embarking on a journey on such a beautiful self-discovery through Enneagram. But before I will do that, Gina, I know we also mentioned that right now you're living in Idaho. It might be a little bit chilly and that you used to live in California. So if you're open for a little inner trip, I'll take you to the beach with me right now. How does that sound? Oh, it sounds amazing. <laughs> so just do me a favor and close your eyes just for a little bit. And now imagine that you're walking on a beautiful sunny beach in Southern California and it's early morning. So there's almost no one on the beach. It's just you and a slight wind in the palm trees and everything is blooming and you can smell the jasmine around you and the blooming spring flowers. And you are feeling so connected with the ocean, with the nature, with the oneness. And as you are walking in this beautiful flow, you sit on the shore, looking in the waves. And you see, there's a little girl running around, just playing with the shells and playing with the, with the water. And she runs to you and she's like, oh my goodness, you are so beautiful and radiant. Who are you? So imagine this little girl around five years old, so curious with her big eyes looking at you. What is the one thing you want her to know? Not what do you do, but who you are as you are staring at this little beautiful face. What would you tell her? Oh my goodness. Well, thank you, first of all, for um, transporting me there. <laughs> um, I think the first thing that comes to mind is that I am a beautiful living soul and experiencing life um, on a journey of self-discovery, just wanting to know everything. Mm, that's so beautiful. I love that. And I told you, I will take you to the sunny California. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> 
uh, it's something that I love doing with my guests because I feel that I, I usually ask them either where they are or what's their favorite place in common. Southern California, it's so beautiful and yeah. I wouldn't yeah. like to be there, right? Right. I truly feel that that moment when we disconnect from all the masks and all the shoots and what we think of who we should be, we really connect with who we could be. And it's so powerful. So thank you so much for being so open and, and coming there. We just like, we just met and you're telling me to close my eyes. <laughs> so thank you so much because I truly love the that you're, you're, you're really like embracing this as a journey of experiencing life through self-discovery. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. on my journey oh, over the three decades, I was always searching outside in the books, in the podcast, mm-hmm. in the people, looking at them like, how is that they have it all together? And I'm here like wondering like, who am I? Yeah. So I wonder... How did you embark on this self-discovery journey? Because I know so many people are still wondering, like, why am I here? And they don't start with the self. Yeah, that's a great question. I, I think my self-discovery journey happened around 10 years ago. I was going through a really, um, a really traumatic ending of a relationship. And I, I started to look into therapy thinking that there must be something wrong with me because, you know, I feel emotionally needy all the time. (laughs) And I had these behavioral patterns that I thought were uh, a defect. And so when I sought therapy, um, the therapist actually introduced me to the Enneagram and I immediately thought that it was a cult <laughs> and it just sounded a little weird and even the symbol looked cultish so um but he he assured me that it wasn't and so I went online that day and I feel like I've never looked back you know I just keep looking inward and inward um and yeah I think that's really where it started that's so beautiful. I just love it when we are introduced to something that we might not expect or even want. You're like, hey, I'm here. Something is wrong with me. Fix me. And he guides you back to you. Like how beautiful. Imagine that yeah. every therapist and, and, you know, like I'm all for searching for help and asking for help yet I know very often the therapy is really focused on what was Mm -hmm. coming back to you and reigniting the power within you and discovering Enneagram it's like understanding yourself and when you know yourself you can understand better too so I wonder what opened up for you because of Enneagram in your life like what's changed Oh my goodness. Uh, so much has changed, but I think the, the number one thing that, um, it keeps happening is that I'm able to look at those, uh, behavioral patterns or just characteristics about myself that, um, we look at as a society as good and bad, right? These are the good things about you. And these are the bad things. Um, and really focusing on the, let's say like the shadow side 
the aspects of myself that actually need healing and not labeling. Um, so when I do see things in terms of like through the Enneagram, um, and it says things to me like, you know, when you're stressed out, you might become emotionally manipulative. Um, I don't look at that and judge myself or say, oh, I knew it. I messed up. I don't know, like, you know, what I'm doing. Or also, I think another, um, you know, the first initial response sometimes people have is like, that's not me, you know. Um, and so I think what's benefited me the most is being able to look at it with full acceptance. And then if I feel that that part of me needs healing, then I can kind of dive deeper. That's so beautiful because like you said, it's the labels of good and bad. Yeah. But uh, who decides what's good and bad? Of course, we don't want to be hurting puppies, you know, and we don't yeah. want to be like hurting people. <laughs> I get that. We can see that. But I don't see like good and bad because it's your perception. You know, right. it's really coming from within again, the perception. So diving in it, and I love that we started with it, coming from place of compassion and love mm-hmm. and understanding yourself. This is a part of me too, how can I look at it from place of love instead of judgment? So how can you, how can you replace that? Because something very often we're coming from wounded places mm-hmm. for you, it might be breakup for somebody. It can be abuse for somebody. It can be what they were told when they were growing up mm-hmm. all come from a place that we look for the evidence what's wrong with us. Right. Instead yeah. of like, how can I love myself more? How can I be more compassionate? We are usually exuding that love and compassion towards others and we forget about ourselves, mm-hmm. which reflects back the energy what we are getting from the world. So that's yeah. again, the evidence. So how can one dive into more love and compassion and then we will go a little bit deeper in the Enneagram? Yeah, I, you know, I think that it's our life's work. So I feel like people... Um, the first, you know, kind of realization is that it's not somewhere where we're trying to get to like a destination. It's something that we wake up to every day, maybe multiple times a day and continue to practice the self-awareness and then the self-compassion that we're all humans. We're all trying to figure it out. Even the ones that look like they have it all together (laughs) and um, just keep, giving ourselves grace over and over. That's so beautiful. And thank you so much for saying it. Even if it looks like they have it all together, I can promise you that each and every one of us is going through something. Even if it looks like, oh, they have it all together. Oh, they had it easy. Oh my goodness. No, we all have something. So thank you for saying it out loud and giving us the permission to see like, oh, okay, I can be on the journey. I don't have to be perfect. And I wanted to dive a little bit more on the Enneagram. So I know that all of my girls, they're like into everything experience virtuality, personal growth. So most of them probably heard about Enneagram, but for those who are just tuning in for the first time or never heard about Enneagram, what, how would you, again, go back, let's go back to the five-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> how would we explain it to the five-year-old? Yeah. So the Enneagram is a personality system. Um, it's psychology based. So the, there's nine personalities that we sort of all embody. 
but because of our upbringing, we identify the most with one core type and we carry that type with us throughout our life. Mm. Um, and then there's the characteristics kind of like Myers-Briggs or even, you know, um, astrology where it gives you, this is, you know, the positive aspects. These are some of your challenges, but what sets the Enneagram apart from any personality system is that it gets behind the motivation of why we do the things that we do. Um, and I think that's the part that people, especially right now, are most identifying with because we so often can't explain why we're doing the things that we do. So um, when someone can articulate it, um, we really feel understood. Oh my goodness, that's so beautiful. And Gina, I gotta admit that when I heard about the Enneagram, you know, like a couple of years ago, I did one test and another test. and. I gotta admit, it, it was a quite a challenge for me because yeah. I felt that I was responding from place of what would be the right answer or what I would mm-hmm. what I would like the answer to be instead yeah. of what the answer really is. So how can you overcome that? Because I am under assumptions that if I struggle with something, listen, I'm like I'm I'm unique, but I'm not that special that I'm only one in the universe feeling yeah. this way. So how can you really tap into the answers that are true to you so you can really find your your type, you know, because mm-hmm. I remember when I did it a couple of years ago, I got one type. I'm like, I'm not so sure. And then I did it a few months ago. I'm like, okay, maybe this sounds a little bit more like me, but mm-hmm. is it really me? Because, you know, I got one main and then two smaller ones, but I'm like, is that really me? So how can yeah. you get over that? What is the right thing to say versus going really within? So yeah, that's pretty much the, um, let's call it like the antidote of why or how the tests online are um, can very quickly mistype you. Um, most people approach the test just as you said, like, what is the right answer here? Yeah. Um, what is the answer that makes me a quote unquote good person or yeah. loving person? Um, and so what... Um, what I always suggest is to kind of think of yourself the way you were when you were, let's say maybe, you know, 10, 11, 12, sort of that pre-adolescent and um, really view your, yourself from that place. Because I think as we get older, we're wearing so many hats. We're mothers, we're bosses, we're, you know, um, daughters and wives. And so, we can get confused on how we we might say to ourselves, well, this is how I would behave in this arena of my life. But then if I'm over here with my family, it's different. Mm -hmm. So we have to kind of go back to before we had all those hats and we were just ourselves. And um, again, approaching it with complete, as much as you can, um, self-honesty, you know? Um, Because otherwise you will mistype and we're all... um, um, we're all susceptible to, you know, wanting to be better people, of course. Yes. 
I love that. And, and, and I love it, you know, like I, when I do usually inner child work with my mm-hmm. clients to, you know, guide them through the healing and meditations mm-hmm. and hypnosis, I usually go back to before they were seven years old, because I yeah. feel that that's the age when we start to like adapting who we think we should be. But I love that you're going to the age 10, 11, and 12 before we start wearing all those masks yet we're more conscious and aware of our surroundings because when we are like five six seven we might not be so aware Mm -hmm. of the surroundings so i I might have to retake my test (laughs) beautiful i have a friend she's an enneagram expert i i love her she was a speaker in my annual event last year now there are no life events of course but (laughs) last year she was there speaking and not about enneagram but we had a podcast episode together and uh, she was like, yeah, I can totally see you as, you know, this and this number and it makes total sense. I was like, okay, that must be true then, you know, <laughs> but I took um, the free test. So what do you think about the free versus the pay test, Gina? Does it really make a difference? Um, so, I mean, I, there's, you'll find opinions all across the board when it comes to the Enneagram tests online. Um, I also recently wrote a book and there's a, there's a small quiz in there. And so this is the caveat that I always tell people is that um, you shouldn't let these tests, of course, define you. So what their purpose is, I think, is that it will help you narrow down between two or three types, Mm. then it's our responsibility to then dive deeper into those, you know, top answers and to kind of look at where we feel we resonate the most. And if you're still um, contemplating it, like not to feel badly, some people takes years to kind of understand what their underlying motivations are. So um, there's also coaches like myself and others online who can help you, um, get closer to your core type. But yeah, I think as far as which tests are better, I always recommend free tests because <laughs> um, it's free. And um, you. C- I would also suggest investing in a book, whether it's mine or another Enneagram book, because that way you always have that resource to look back mm. to. I love that. And you know, that that's the thing, like, let me take the test today and tomorrow to see how my feeling and what's coming yeah. up for me. Yeah. And there may be some days that we are more connected to, to ourselves, you know, that, that you can really like shut off the layers. What do you think the answer should be and really go within? So why do you think it's, it's so life-changing to use Enneagram? Like besides just like understanding more yourself, how is that Enneagram can really impact your life or business? Yeah, that's a great question. I think um, you were speaking about earlier about inner child healing. And um, in terms of how I approach coaching with my clients, it's quite similar. We um, use the Enneagram to really get to the root of what was happening, like how you were born, the characteristics that you were born with, and then nurture versus nature, like how your ego had to develop in order to protect that inner child. And when we see it through this lens, we're able to see ourselves with compassion, again, going into our self-discovery with curiosity and not you know, um, any kind of shame or guilt, I think is so, so important. So when, um, 
you're doing self-discovery work, I feel like the Enneagram is just a great roadmap to yourself. Mm, I love that. I love that. And there are just so many modalities. Like, what would you say to, to people that there are in a constant search? You know, like I, I've been on the journey when I was like, let me read this book. Let me listen to this podcast. Like, how can you create this beautiful dance between let me learn with others, you know, uh, about myself and really tapping in within? Like, how do you create that balance? Um, okay. I'm going to, I might have to ask that you repeat the question. <laughs> Absolutely. So when I was on my journey and thank you so much for asking the clarification, because sometimes in our head, it sounds good. And then we say that loud and they're like, okay, that makes no sense. Okay. So what I'm asking Gina, that very often I was on a journey when I was outsourcing my worthiness and asking others, mm-hmm. what should I do? And I was binging on everything like, you know, like, um, books and podcasts and YouTube and motivational videos. And then I started to hire coaches and I was really looking so much outside of me. So how can people create this beautiful balance? And I call it dance because when I think of balance, I think about flat line and flat line means death. So I'm I rather see like the aliveness and I'm thinking about dance, you know, it's just my interpretation of balance. And I just feel like they're like ebbs and flow in life. So the question is, how can we embrace learning from other modalities as it's Mm -hmm. Enneagram, astrology, you know, Myers test, like all these tests who are helping us, who we like, are versus going within, sitting in the meditation and really seeing who we are without the need of outsourcing the answers? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think I think it really does depend on the individual. I, I think that sometimes we need the outside first, right? We need to kind of explore different modalities to see if you know one feels um one resonates more than the other um there's you know the enneagram isn't going to be for everyone astrology isn't going to be for everyone um but also like you said combining it with your own self-reflection so there has to be a um there has to be practices where you're either journaling or, you know, recording yourself, listening to yourself. I think we're conditioned, um, especially as women to not hear our intuition anymore. And so there's so much self-doubt where we're then looking to institutions and systems to kind of tell us, okay, is this right? Is this how I feel? Um, and so I think there's definitely, um, a different balance for everyone when it comes to their inner practices versus like maybe some framework that's helpful for them to take practical action. I love that. And I love that you said sometimes we need to start on the outside because we were so conditioned to not trust ourselves. And Mm -hmm. when we go and do different things, then we can go back within because we can ask ourselves, does this feel true to me? Does this really resonate? So it's like bringing the outside inside and checking with ourselves because when we look at that, does this feel right? Does this feel good to me? Versus like I'm adopting everybody else's ideas of me and then it doesn't feel right again. So 
I absolutely love that. And as you were talking about, you know, the journaling and um, the self-reflection, I wonder, do you have any daily rituals that help you to stay, you know, this peaceful and grounded? Because I hope people are looking at you too, because you look so peaceful, you know? Oh. So, <laughs> Well, I've had my coffee. <laughs> Here's the dad, girl. My mushroom coffee here with me. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's a beautiful question. I, um, I think in the last year or so, I have really tried to, um, create promises to myself every day that I know that I can commit to, to build my self-trust and confidence. And some of those practices have been every morning I wake up and I ask myself three questions. Um, how do I want to honor my emotions today? How do I want to take care of my body today? And what am I going to do for fun? And I think these, you know, small questions, they're very powerful because I know at the end of the day, when I look back at them, I have committed to myself and it just feels so good. I've been doing that for about a year now and I think it's made the biggest difference. Mm, this is so beautiful. I love that because I truly believe that when we commit ourselves first, then we can commit to the world, not the other way around. Yeah. Just been there, done that, waking up, falling asleep with my phone, answering the client's messages, all of the things. But then I love these beautiful questions because then you are going you know, emotionally, spiritually, and your body. So you're yeah. covering all the areas. But I love that because you're saying, what will I, um, like, uh, what will I do for fun? Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's so amazing because I do something very similar. I, I wake up and first thing I think about, what am I grateful for? Yeah. Then I ask myself, what is the one thing I'm excited for? Instead of doing the mental to-do list, like, yeah. I don't no, no, no. What am I excited for? And sometimes it's just like go for a walk with yeah. my dog or have a morning coffee or just turning off earlier or whatever it is like Lila or big, we get to like have something we look forward to. And then I ask myself, well, what would I do for me? One thing every day, something for myself, because mm -hmm. even though you have different questions, it boils down to the same thing. Yeah. How can I serve myself first yeah. so I can serve the world, not the other exactly. way around? Yeah. So powerful. I love that. So Gina, I wonder what is the last thing on your heart that you would love to share with the audience who are still in the search of the self-awareness and who they really are? Mm. I think being very patient with yourself. Um, I liked the exercise you did with the small child. Um, I think when we look at ourselves um, through the lens of being a small child and how we would respond to them versus how we respond to ourselves as adults is um, so important to look at being gentle and kind to ourselves because it can be so mm. difficult mm, i yeah i absolutely love it because we can be our own worst enemies and inner yeah. critics and that's something um that was um i just launched on my it was my birthday on sunday so i just launched you know uh thank you a mini course about being unapologetically worthy and one yeah. of the modules there sits about the inner critic because it's so yeah. easy to see what's wrong with us and what we want to change. Mm -hmm. But when we can really connect with the inner 
critic with, from place of compassion and like you said yeah. looking at it like a the little child we would talk to ourselves completely differently oh, yeah. than when we're talking to the five-year-old i always ask mm -hmm. myself my clients when they get to that place of being really hard on themselves would you speak like that to your child or your little sister because mm -hmm. sometimes for them it's still challenging to see the inner child and connect mm -hmm. with it but yeah how would you how would you treat your little sister or mm -hmm. you know your own child you wouldn't yell at them and tell them like you're stupid what you're doing yeah. mm -hmm. you won't so i i absolutely love that connecting to yourself as that little child and how would you treat yourself yeah. so beautiful gina i loved our talk and i know you. that you have a book and it, first yeah. of all it's so beautiful i just love the cover itself i'm like <laughs> so pretty it's like come on i love beautiful things so i really want to honor that and they said don't, don't judge the cover like book by the cover but come on it's pretty okay so if people want to connect with you online or want to like get their hands on your book and learn more yeah. about enneagram where they can find you where is your favorite place to hang out where they can get the information yeah, so you can um, find me, join my community on Instagram. It's ginagomez.co. And my book, The Enneagram and You, it's all about understanding your personality and how to um, strengthen your relationship. So you can find it on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Yeah. I love Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> don't we don't we all? Thank you so much, Gina. I appreciate you and, and your work. It's so needed. So thank you so much for your time and everything you're creating in the world. Thank you so much for having me.